You've tuned in to a four-headed sausage production. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned in because your favorite program is coming up next. Hello and welcome to the My Mind podcast with Stephen Dell. There's no like funky funky intro today i just wanted to address uh, a couple of things in today's episode there may be some trigger warnings for people that don't like to hear that our world is a simulation (laughs) or is based on ai that is script written for us and how we carry out our lives of course this is a joke and this is um just 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 me uh messing around but in in all seriousness if you are having trouble hearing or listening to this episode i do apologize all this this show this whole idea of the my mind podcast everything it represents is um the the freedom of thought and we always express it uh any of any of the guests that we have on um and myself included we always express our thoughts in a comedic manner and it's all for the comedic purpose of entertainment which is what we like to do and it's what you guys like to hear so please sit back relax or sit up straight in your car both hands on the wheel please and enjoy this episode because we had a lot of fun creating it and i hope you all really enjoy it and now let's gently row 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 our boats further and further into the simulation so what's been happening Oh, mate, not a lot, not a lot. Just, uh, yeah, enjoying the day off. How about you, um, mate? You'd be good? Uh, yeah. Oh, I got railed at work. Yeah. <sighs> Sunday, Sunday, it's the club life, man, eh? Sunday raffles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the freaking, it's hams, man, eh? Because it's like coming up to Christmas, it's those bloody hams. <laughs> I hate him. I hate him, man. I'm not a ham guy, eh? Like I'll have shaved ham, whatever. But like roast hams, just it's just not something I'm interested in, eh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a Christmas thing, man. I don't eat it, and I I I'll limit that, limit it until Christmas because after Christmas, get a ham. I don't want to eat it for six months after that. You know? Yeah, you got you got a lot of ham kicking around. Yeah, eh? yeah. Ham sandwiches. How many like ham and cheese tomato sandwiches can you actually have? I don't know, man. But there's a limit. Eh? <laughs> yeah. the first, the first few, man, they're awesome. Christmas time, ham on toast. Oh, yeah. Yum. Yeah, and then after a week or two, it's just like, uh, yeah, nah, <laughs> nah, nah. The bells hate me, man. Hey, eh? <laughs> you know, like trying to push this freaking salty ham oh, far oh, out. Jeez, did you watch The Matrix? Oh, yeah, I've kind of watched it. I've kind of, <laughs> um, I started watching it and I was really messed up, and I'm just like nodding off. I'm like, okay, I can't do this. So I watched it again. <laughs> So I watched it in the next. I watched it in a few goes. I've, I've watched it for a bit of yeah. time. Yeah, nice. Oh man, I sat down like that morning, and I was like, you know what? I'll watch it early in the morning. I'll take notes, and then you know I'll be able to jump in. And so I've got three pages worth of like notes that I've made. Mine nice. are more like well, mine are more based on like the kind of cinema of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Rather than the. Because, you know, you know, like, well, hang on. I'll, I'll do like a quick intro and then we'll start this again. Right. Before you do, are, you, are we recording? Yeah, yeah, we're recording. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to another exciting edition of the the excellent adventures between uh, myself, Stephen Taylor, and my my dear friend, James Kurgan. And we are back today to discuss how, well, rather how relevant the Matrix is 
in in our life and to try and we're trying to discover if there is more than one similarity in life as it is now and the matrix which was came out what is it 22 years ago now i think wow yeah i know 99 <laughs> the wow. matrix came out yeah <laughs> <laughs> And well, uh, I did I say it? This is the My Mind Podcast, and this is episode 53, number 53. Can we believe it? Jeez Louise. We made it. You made it. I was happy <laughs> yeah. to see your 50th episode come out. That's a milestone. Ah, yeah. No, it was really good. I was really happy because I've done, I've done like a little bit more. I've put the extra mile in, Chef, into like mm. the recording and the editing process. Like, I feel like it's paying off now because I kind of, I kind of half know what I'm doing now. (laughs) (laughs) Good. It gets easier once it's a habit. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a social media business. eh? like that. I just struggle. I think I'll always struggle with that. You know, like it's just not, it's not my niche. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not a thing I can kind of do easily. Yeah. You can do it, mate. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll power through. Thanks, Chef. I appreciate that. I'm, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're, we're doing okay. But yeah, look, so the Matrix came out in 99. I, you know, we'll keep to the, the core subject. Um, it's directed by Lily and Lana Wachowski, formerly known as Andy and Larry Wachowski. So I just, I just want to cover something really quick with the Wachowski brothers or sisters now. Did you know what they look like? I couldn't recognize them now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I couldn't even recognize them like before. Yeah, I have seen pictures of them ages ago, but I wouldn't recognize them then either, really. I tell you, they look the same with weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Not to okay. like, like overcritical. But... <laughs> well... Look, um, you brought up a point. How relevant is the Matrix to culture today? And well, case in point. Uh, case in point. Uh, the Wachowski brothers are now sisters. And... Now sisters. <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah. I couldn't. I I was, I was shocked because I thought, oh, I can't really place where they look like. And then I googled them, you know, in because we're doing this, and then I was like, hang on, they've just <laughs> gone. Yeah. <laughs> this is all they've done. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but you know, we've got Keanu Reeves, the star all star lineup. I think this is probably one of my favorite lineups in a film. You got Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Joe Pantoliano, and Hugo Weaving. I mean, you know, that's quite that's quite a good pairing. That's a pretty stellar lineup. And I think that this is probably for like that time in Keanu's kind of career, I think this is like the best movie that he was in. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, Bill and Ted's, I mean, yeah, Bill and Ted's. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you <laughs> Bill and Ted's for sure. For sure. The first one. The first one. <laughs> the first one yeah. yeah. You know, they brought out a third one. I know. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I'll hold uh, judgment. I don't know how I feel about. Have you seen it? It was, no, nah, I haven't seen it. Okay. I've seen it too. The core two, the excellent, is it excellent? And then bogus journey, bogus journey. Yeah, bogus yeah. journey. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I'm gonna hold reserve judgment on that too. I'm I'm scared to watch it. I like the first two. I love the first two. Yeah, the first two are really good. The the yeah. wild stallions, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I don't know because I think like the plot, you know, a little bit off topic, but I think the plot of the third one is it's like it's a continuation of the second one, but whatever, 20 years after, and it's about their daughters now. They have daughters. Mm. So they're going to carry the flag of Bill and Ted. I don't know if they're still called Bill and Ted, like the daughters. I don't know. I, I, I got the impression you know. that they've, they've, they've still yet to do the job, the work. I <laughs> 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 still want to learn, even learn how to play their instruments properly. Um, yeah, but they, nah, they haven't written nah, nah. a song that changes the world yet and they have to get their daughters to help them. So. Yeah, right. What yeah. the heck? Anyway, yeah. Yeah. anyway, back back on topic. Um, I think, because I was talking to you like through text last week 
And I only kind of discovered the plot of the matrix maybe, maybe three weeks ago when we first started, maybe even a month ago when we first started talking about it. Cause I had no idea that the, the kind of plot of the matrix was, um, you know, the, the, the hacker that discovers that he's in a dream state. Mm. Yeah. That's an ancient, that that's oh, Plato. Similarly, they're not Plato. Socrates. <laughs> Similarly of the cave. That's a really, really old philosophical, um, point, uh, position that's a good and they've done it they've just updated it for the 21st century in the most brilliant way yeah Yeah. Yeah. because it's not it's not a like a new school of thought no no philosophers have been arguing about this for well since we've been able to argue probably (laughs) (laughs) because i start to get on the fence because there's like some things that happen in like the simulation that is life and you just think it's like that deja vu moment where he sees the cat doing this, you know, he sees the cat, he sees the cat and it's like, they've changed something. Mm. And there's been a couple of moments in my life that have been very tailored <laughs> so to speak. because when like my son was born, they were playing um, hallelujah by Jeff Buckley. Oh. Right. Wow. And when he was getting pulled out, they're playing, you know, whether, you know, it would just come on or it was planned to create a special moment. Either, either, you know, the song was planned. And then, yeah, it's a great song. It's one of my favorites. Uh, I'm Mm, a fan. Me too. Um, That's kind of what got me onto Jeff Buckley actually. It was like my Mm. godfather showed me that Grace album and he was like, you know, check Brilliant album. Brilliant album. Great singer. Ah, well, well before his time. Yeah, terrible swimmer, but terrible swimmer. You <laughs> didn't, didn't know the road rules of the water. No, no. Yeah, uh, yeah like yeah, don't then, take acid and then go swimming. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't do that. Because yeah. that's what happened, isn't it? He got hit by the boat. Oh, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. No, he definitely got hit by the boat. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. But, yeah, I know those moments. Yeah, we've all, I think everyone's had them. Everyone surely has had them. Everyone I know. Surely, because like, like then three years after, my wife and I were out for our wedding anniversary, and Hallelujah starts playing, uh, and then it's like you look back and it's like, oh geez, this uh, moment's coming along. And it's like creating, it's like reinforcing the special moment. You think about your kid being born, you think about you know like going out to with your wife or whatever, and um, yeah. So is it special or is it the Matrix just? Oh, chef, that's a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) What if it's not special? What if it's all just designed to just keep you asleep? Well, I think that's, that's what like the kind of source material of the matrix is really, isn't it? I mean, really discover like what's the real truth. Is the real truth being asleep or is it being woken up and realizing that you're just being used to power the global machine? Yeah. (laughs) but what are they in comparison? The battery. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it works on levels too. You know, it's, 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 are we just feeding the corporate machine for the capitalist, you know, in, where we just all cogs in that machine. And, and then on a psychological level, you know, are we fully conscious? Are we as conscious as we could be? Are we living our lives as fully and awake as we could be? Or are we just on autopilot doing the routine you know are you, are you driving home from work and you get there 30 minutes later and don't even remember doing it you know how did i drive oh my god how do i not have an accident <laughs> no 100 100 because i have these moments all the time i'm sure you do as well where t- time just becomes so irrelevant mm. whether and, and only, only time it matters is when you're trying to you know even when you're rushing if you're like running 15 minutes behind schedule the time goes so fast from you leaving your house to go on to work or going to an appointment or whatever, it, do, it doesn't even matter that that time flew by because you still mm. made it, you know, it, it becomes like this, this irrelevant thing. Yeah. But it got, well, go, sorry. Oh, well that's, yeah. The, the, that's another thing everyone's experienced is the fluidity of, of the experience of time. It doesn't pass the same depending on what state of your consciousness is. You know, if you're in a, you know, if time flies when you're having fun, as they say, and, 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 and if you're just sitting there watching <laughs> that pot boil, you're going to be waiting a long time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of the gist of the, of the theory is that, um, you know, we have some control over our, and, and there's a scene in the matrix, I think, which 
it happens quite a bit, but remember he was, he was out on the ledge. He was first encountered the, this agents. He was trying to get away and Morpheus was on yep. the phone. Yeah. He loses his faith in the, oh, I can't do this. And he lets go of the phone. You see the phone is moving slow times dilating. And then it just suddenly goes, woof, and zooms off down into the, under the street, you know, it's that time yeah, dilation yeah. effect in the movie. They use that a little bit too, you know, in places when he's in touch with Morpheus and he's in the zone, time's flowing differently. Once he loses the phone, it speeds up, time goes whoosh, suddenly quick again. And then, it cuts and and then you know, and that's away. right. Yeah, exactly. Like he cuts and then he gets arrested. He was in a flow state, you know, when he was in, in a panic, he was scared, but he was in a flow state listening to the voice of Morpheus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no because like when you're a kid or like when you're younger you watch that and you're just like oh yeah cool special effects mm. <laughs> you know about like the, re- the relevance of like time and flu- the, oh, the fluid yeah. time you know what i mean oh, yeah. Yeah. it's great that you bring it up because there's so many moments in that where you know it's like the creating of like the anxiety feeling and then mm. it, everything becomes you know like calm like there's mm. more ripples on the water. Yeah, yeah. They they do that with the with the. the, the I I don't have the, you'd have the language for this the cinematography all the the way that the camera angles and the bullet cam the way they the way they uh, had all the 360 degree cameras and you know, slowed oh, down and time. And it was- the the way they used to do this was just like you know a, a guy would be on a skateboard and carry it around, but the way that like the bullet time kind of works, it's it's very it was very very future thinking. Like there's a scene when when he does like the the famous like leaning back mm. that stunt that's all computer generated. The the only thing so like that whole scene is done from a studio and not on a rooftop. And there's mm-hmm. just a it's like a coffee table that's a green block that he lays down on. And that creates the, the smooth kind of laying down effect. Mm-hmm. And it's all just rebuilt. That whole thing is just rebuilt by a computer. And that's in 1999. Like that's a very impressive effort. Mm. Considering yes. like five or six years ago, there's like that photo of Bill Gates where he's, um, he's holding the floppy disk. And then there's like, he's like uh, 18 or 20 feet in the air. And there's a pile of paper next to him and he's demonstrating that all of this paperwork mm-hmm. fits on this one floppy disk. So what, what's a floppy disk? 128 kilobytes or something like that. Like <laughs> it's tiny, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's this tiny thing, but you know, for, for them to like recreate that, uh, create that, sorry, from like that stock computer image is, yeah, there, there's a yeah, lot of amazing. scenes. Actually, there's, there's a scene after it where Trinity, um, she's in the helicopter and the helicopter's going down. Yep. At that kind of end scene, and um, she shoots, she shoots the the lock, and you know Neo's holding the rope like to pull her out, uh-huh. and then you can see the kind of ingenuity of that whole shot. You could just shoot that from like a helicopter or whatever, you know what I mean? Like you could shoot it from just her sliding, like side swiper kind of style. But you can see that they film that shot from the opposite building, from the perspective of the opposite building. So you see her crack crash into it and you're actually seeing it from the building that, you know, Neo's standing on. So she comes yeah. in and like crashes in that window, you know, on the opposite side. I think that that's like one of my favorite shots in that film and the hallway scene when they, they go and storm the building and, yeah. <laughs> and they're just shooting up that hallway. I love that scene as well. Mm. Oh, I couldn't tell you my favorite scene from that movie. There's uh, so many right from the beginning. I mean, the opening scene, yeah, when wake up. Tr- Trinity. Well, no, just Trinity. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, go. Yeah, like when, you know, you, you walk into the cinema, you're watching a show, blah, 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 and it looks like you don't know what, you, you know, and all of a sudden this girl's up and moving in impossible ways up the wall, you know. Oh, the... That, that, yeah, the first opening scene when Trinity's being arrested. That's um, right, the jumping crane kick. Oh, that was that was that Amazing. set the tone for the whole movie. It was instantly, it was like, okay, so we're not in Kansas anymore. No, okay. And then it comes. Then it's suddenly you're back in Kansas again, and it's Neo. You know, so it sort yeah. of sets up. There's this world, but then here's your world. That's uh, really good. And it's filmed in Sydney. And it's filmed in Sydney, which as you know, growing up in Sydney, I was watching that the other night, and I'm just like, man, Sydney is the Matrix. It is. It is. It is 100%. Like I was telling my friend about this and I was like, do you know the Matrix was filmed in Sydney? It's like, I had no idea. And I was like, are you kidding? Yeah. Like, so many like iconic, um, oh, there's like, like that tunnel 
Yeah. Uh, near Central Station there. Yeah. And there's then, the uh, the woman in the red dress scene when they're yeah, um, at Martin Place. And yeah. I, 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 a hundred times I've walked past that place after seeing that movie. And every single time I thought of that movie, every single time I thought of that woman, <laughs> that scene, and I'm looking around. Any agents? Nope. <laughs> Just sunrise. <laughs> it's great, it's great to, to have that. I mean, New Yorkers must get it all the time, but um, it's, it's oh, crazy. Cool. Well, they had the big thing with like the Joker and the steps in the Bronx. You, you see that news? Yes. Like, yeah, you know, people were going there dancing. The, the yeah. people they were like, this is a ghetto man. <laughs> Come and dance on our steps. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So don't do it. If you go, if you go to the Bronx, don't go dance on the steps the Joker did. <laughs> yeah, thanks, but please don't. Mm. <laughs> uh, speaking of which slight aside just for a second i watched the shorts for the new batman and there's the joker in uh, yeah yeah i'm uh, actually i'm like very how would you say how do the kids say it? low key i'm low key excited for this batman eh? yeah i'm low key excited about most movies that's why i enjoy yeah. it it's more than most people <laughs> <laughs> i don't get too excited about movies like okay it's just a movie yeah i'm very i'm very excited for the kind of birth of like the new kind of iteration of Batman, because like mm. we've held to like the Michael Keaton one for so long, like people still hold a flag for the Michael Keaton Batman. I, I certainly do. You know, I, I, I like Michael Keaton as Batman, but I think, and then people hold a flag for the probably more so is like the Christopher Nolan kind of series of Batman with the, with the Christian Bale and the Heath Ledger and mm. um, who was Bane? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. No, that was great. A lot of people like it's underrated the third movie, but it's pretty. I like it. I like that. Was brilliant. Yeah, I've liked all of them really. I mean, you know, the the mystery Arnie and all that sort of stuff was it was fun. It was corny, and you know, it was not. It was a bit lighthearted, but um, you know, they're all different. They're all good as long as you have a you know. (laughs) I know some people get very tribal about it, but yeah. Uh, some people just uh. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell you, Chef. Some people are very, very sensitive over yeah. the, the like Heath Ledger <laughs> Joker and like. Well, uh, uh, look, you know, you've got you got you've got too many you've got too much time on your hands if you're stressing about that. There's way, way, way more things in life you could worry about. <laughs> <laughs> you can worry about yeah. this whole simulation. Oh, look, you know, yeah. how do you know? You, uh, you, 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 are you really worried about it or are you just programmed to worry about it? <laughs> <laughs> are they real or are they zombies? Are they, are they philosophical zombies? Pro- that's right, just... programmed belief. <laughs> you know, that's what it is. Mm. But there's, there's a lot of interesting nods in like The Matrix, like the book that he, in, in the first in the first scene where you meet Neo, ah. It's a book, the um, simulacrum and uh, simulation. Yeah, yeah by a philosophical text. Jean Jean Boulard is that his name? Yeah, I, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, I haven't yes. read it, but I know I know I know of it. Yeah, yeah, it, and I've I've only written down it examines the the relativity between reality, space, and society. I think that's what I've written down. Symbolisms, uh, how, how symbols function in just like the, the function of symbols is a big part of it too in society and the meaning and, and you know, importance and, and reality, you know, in a sense. Um, yeah. The, um, also an interesting point about that, did you notice the, sub, the, the chapter that he opened to where he carved out the book to put his illustrations? Oh. Yeah, I didn't write it down, but it was um. It was a chapter on nihilism. <laughs> nihilism. That's a, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the little touches all the way through, like oh, yeah, Well, it just shows you how like, pardon the pardon the expression, how woke the Wachowski brothers were when like writing that film. Because you got to you got to think like that film wasn't written overnight. You know that wasn't oh, like no. the fifth Die Hard. You know what I mean? Like a lot no. of thrown together. You know, I, I think they they put a lot of thought into it, and it really plays out well. Yeah, mm. and the Alice in Wonderland references always they're they're great. <laughs> yeah, the White <laughs> Rabbit is a good one. Yeah, the White yeah. Rabbit. And there's an Australian interesting to see. I'm, I'm a bit older than you, so you might not recognise her. But the White Rabbit girl, she was almost on one of those soap operas, Home and Away or Neighbours. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, um, right. As was Mouse. Um, oh, okay. The uh, operator, yeah. 
So you see these these faces pop up, and you're like, oh wow, you know, I'm used to seeing him with Alf Stewart, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't like Mouse. I'm not, not a, a fan. I'm, no, I'm not a fan because he just comes across as like like back then he came across as like um, embarrassing, <laughs> yeah, like you know, really cringy, and now yep. he's just like super creepy trying to pitch. Yeah. Like you want to have some simulated alone time with this girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then like he's in the matrix looking at the girl. It's like, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. did she call him? The, the, the cyber pimp. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah the cyber pinch. Yeah. He was a little bit, yeah. a little bit sleazy, wasn't he? he? I don't, I don't think he wouldn't have survived the me too movement. I don't think the old mouse. No. <laughs> <laughs> Chef. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, I think one of my, the kind of, uh, well, one of, uh, a, a scene that's up there is definitely the scene where Morpheus shows Keanu Reeves the kind of oh. road that was taken to like mm. get to where they are. Like he doesn't even know what year it is. I think that's what's great about it as well is that it's mm. like, it, it could be the year 20, <laughs> 2029. Yeah. We don't really know. We think it is. Yeah. The more important question is when. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And, like, the fact that a lot of the shots in that kind of opening are all, you know, they get you to capture, they, they get you to see two sides from one shot. You know, like you see um neo's reaction through the sunglasses of morpheus mm. while mm. they're filming north morpheus you know like you see the red pill red pill and the blue pill mm. in each one of the lenses and then you see when they're at martin place you see keanu standing there looking puzzled with the agent still behind him with the gun behind his head like the gun at his head you know like there's a lot mm. of like small little little scenes that you get you get like the inside track you know what i mean from the thing which is hard hard to capture because if you take a photo in the mirror with aviators on all you're going to see in the aviators is you taking the photo (laughs) and so so forth you know you get if you keep zooming on the image you're going to keep seeing it and seeing it's like the mirror effect Mm. you know but you know to really nail that down i'm a fan i'm a fan of like the whole way that that film is filmed yeah yeah, yeah all that there was like i was thinking the other night when i was watching it again that there was it was like a whole bunch of influences came together into that movie and cinematography 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 kind of in a sense i don't you know i don't know the genres <laughs> i don't know the words you're the film back, right? but the, like the asian the the, the, the asian uh, fighting style uh, um sequences you know that they incorporated yeah yeah, yeah. and the wire work and everything that was that's straight out of asia right at the time it is it is that's straight out of hong kong cinema man yeah. hey, 100% dude hey and it's um, like even the if you look at the matrix code it's not made up of like zeros and ones zeros and ones it's made up of chinese japanese like um right. and like it's made up of like so ah, many symbols i noticed that yeah it like creates like this universal language so it shows right. like like the ai the movement of the ai is not structured on zero and one how we mm-hmm. believe mm-hmm. like that you know, like the binary code is structured all computers all computers any technology it's zero one zero one mm. but it actually it gives a um a nod to the monetization of the ai showing that it can read and create code through language rather than just numbers, which mm. makes it, you know, true, true AI, like self-sustaining AI. There's levels is, to this movie, mate. It's very scary. <laughs> it's <laughs> such know, a great like, film. I mean, it stands up so well. And, the, and like, again, the cultural references you referred to, like the, the its impact on culture, the question you raised before, just the red, yeah. blue, red, red pill, blue pill. I mean, that's, still used 22 years later commonly in cultures you know you know like yeah. like now you know if you if you're on one side or the other side of the political debate or the vaccine debate or whatever's going on in the world you know, yeah. you've been red pilled or blue pilled according to which side you're on oh, uh, that's right <laughs> yeah it, it, it's it's so common the references so many of them you still we're still using it know? is yeah yeah it, no you go Oh, I was going to say, how many people do you hear, you know, every now and again saying, oh, why didn't I take the blue pill? <laughs> exactly. I was just about to say that. I was like, remember like Joe Pantoliano's character? He's yes. like, I want to go back to La La Land. 
Let's talk about him for a second. That scene in particular. <laughs> that was one of the best pieces of acting. The way he's good. He's good. He's the best Ralphie, you know. He's good. He conveyed it so perfectly. He's like he walked a tightrope between expressing that he's a shady character up to something but still hiding it from Neo. It was just brilliant. Oh, man. Uh, I, yeah. And the way that he kind of speaks is like you said he's so sleazy mm. but there's that sense of be- believability yeah that he yeah, that yeah. he still believes in morpheus still believes in like neo being the one yeah. you know yeah. and then uh even the, i like that restaurant scene where he's like is the steak does it is it <laughs> my tasting that the steak is juicy or is it a computer telling my mind that the steak is juicy yeah, <laughs> yeah he, uh, he he's a good character he's sci-fi is it sci-fi sci-fi yeah yeah well he's he's, he's the anti-hero of the all the anti-heroes the, the real villain of the movie he's the judas you know these, yeah. these are yeah, yeah. old stories they've cycled a whole bunch of old stories you know the betrayal of Very judas the, you know he's that's straight that's there um, is neo jesus christ of course, that's the he's the he's the, he's the savior, you know. Morpheus is Moses. Well, I'd say maybe John the Baptist, even you know, if you want to keep it contemporary to Jesus, you know, he's the bloke who revealed Christ. You know, it's all there. I got raised in the Catholic school, mate. Catholic education. I yeah, yeah no, that stuff into me, mate. Yeah. It's all there. <laughs> uh, bo- born and bred on the public school system. <laughs> yeah, there's some things that, like that, I wish I did like more, I understand like Catholicism and like Christianity and, you know, the, the stories, but I don't understand them because I don't understand them fully because I wasn't like, I didn't go to the Catholic school. Man, eh? So it's very interesting to hear like these references and then the, the people they do represent. Yeah. These are all the stories and even Christianity too. Like, you know, the, yeah, that's the Christian yeah. story, the, 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 you know, the virgin birth, that's an older story. The, the, the the god sacrificing himself that's an old egyptian story like there is these stories are um like you know psychologists would say archetypal you know they're in our consciousness yeah sort of they're woven into the fabric of, of of existence and they play out in all sorts of scenarios in all sorts of situations you know so so that's why they keep getting retold um so but yeah look it's a you know just the, the levels of this movie that the stuff that they've incorporated is all very it's it is. And, and even like popular culture, like references throughout the film, like having, mm. having like the music, like having Rage Against the Machine yeah. and having like Rob Zombie and having Zombie. like, yeah. you know, like having like all these like popular artists at the time, like having their music influence through it mm. and not having it like this kind of weird dystopian freaking future music. Mm. Yeah, the music, it's the music the didn't date. The music didn't date it either. I've noticed. I watched it the other night, and I, yeah. You know, sometimes you can watch a show, movies or TV shows, and the music can date date it a little bit. And yeah, yeah, kind of, it, it's still got that any Mark Wahlberg movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if you watch it, if you watch like the big hit with Mark Wahlberg, it's like yeah, this movie came out in the early two thousands. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, no, um, it didn't happen. I didn't know. I didn't like, you know, the, and I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they did it, why that works, but it, it did. The music, uh, you know, complements it and doesn't take anything away from it, doesn't date it. Um, yeah, it's still got that sort of, it could be set anytime, anywhere, you know, in the, from the, I, I think it comes down to like, to yeah, yeah. Well, I think it comes down to choice of music because, like, the way, like, the kind of, like, you know, electronic dance music is done. It's like, it, it never, it, it doesn't really, like you're saying, you know, like it doesn't really date. It doesn't really age that much. Like you can still listen to a fat boy slim record like today and be like, yeah, you know, it's still pretty good. And you could probably hear it in a club or two, but there's, you know, some of the, some of the, some of the stuff that you're going to come across is, you know, very, very dated as far as like dance music goes. But I think, yeah, they're, they're very like future thinking as far mm. as like even the um, that scene, what the, the Martin Play song. It's a song called Club to Death, and it's by this dance. Um, it's like the song that forever builds up. It like oh, doesn't, yeah. It, yeah, it never hits a peak. It just keeps building and building yeah. and building and building. It just creates <laughs> tension. 
Yeah, yeah, it creates a, it creates a tension yeah. in the narrative. Yeah, but we should probably talk about the Nebuchadnezzar, mm. the um, which I found interesting because I, you know, I just thought, oh, what a weird name. And you do you know about like this this guy that in history, the Nebuchadnezzar. Oh uh, yeah, look, that's pushing my Catholic education a bit. <laughs> well, I've um, written I've written some things. Was he uh, king of Sumer or or Babylon? Yeah, Babylon. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in five hundred BC, five hundred eighty BC. Let me guess. He imprisoned Daniel. Um, I'm going to say yes, but it's not in my notes. <laughs> okay. He's known in the book of Jeremiah as the cruel enemy, mm-hmm. but, but he was also, um, God's appointed role and divine instrument to punish disobedience. That's how he was seen. Yeah. And it, it? yeah, it's interesting that you have like, um, the, the kind of reference that, you know, you got Judas and then you got like John the Baptist, um, kind of preparing the world for the uh, arrival of Jesus, I guess, isn't it? And and then you've got a ship that's known after the the kind of sword of God. Yeah, mm. well, yeah. He, was a, he, he he was a bad guy, and he punished. He inflicted a lot of pain on the Jewish. Jewish he people. doesn't sound very good. No, he was very bad. I'm pretty sure he's the bloke who I think he really put people in the in the in the in the statue of Baal, and it was a bronze bull, and then they put a fire underneath it and roast them alive. Ah, so right. Okay. He was, that, he, was that, he was that dude. and He, he was uh, that he was, guy. It's interesting in the Jewish faith that the, the, the idea that their greatest enemy, Babylon, who, you know, regularly invaded them and killed them and took all their stuff yeah. and to enslave them. But it was always, every time they suffered a persecution like that, it was God's will and it was their fault because they weren't taking care of the <laughs> of the orphans and the and the widows and the old people. You know, if if they if there's any time they suffered a calamity, they blame it was their fault because they were doing something wrong in the eyes of God, and that's why they kept <laughs> rising again. They didn't. They never died. They never gave up because they never gave into that that you know oh you know why is this happening to me? They just yeah. no, okay, it must be my fault. We'll do better. We'll do better, and they kept you know reform society, do better. Like, so they, they, yeah, that never, never give up, never die attitude. That's why they got wiped out a dozen times and kept coming back. Uh, <laughs> it's a, yeah. Man, yeah. That, that's like, that is like <laughs> the learning curve. <laughs> mm. But it's interesting. Like the, the, the Nebuchadnezzar was a really, really bad guy, but they had him as the sort He of sucked, God. man. He like, yeah. st- he stormed their, like, um, <laughs> he, he stormed Jerusalem a lot. <laughs> You know, and like they, that's how, because he, he was never like super, super famous because his dad was like the real deal. Yeah. And once he like took Jerusalem and held Jerusalem, he was like, uh, like you're saying, you know, he was appointed like, um, or seen as a God because that's how he kind of ruled. Uh, he was a God King, but the Jews never, never, like, you know, they said he was sent by God. He was, just, he was an instrument of God, you know? And yeah. It's like, instead of looking at him as like, we could, could we possibly nowadays, Look at Adolf Hitler or yeah. now or yeah. Stalin as the instrument of God. Not it's not in, it's not in the Christian it's not really yeah. the Christian yeah. ethos, is it? You know, yeah. we separate, yeah. we've got a devil and a hell. You know, they don't, and so we've got yeah. you know this, this this very different world ideology. So anyway, that's crazy. No, that's no, that's pretty deep. Gone off track a bit. But, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm happy with it. Hey, eh? like no, it's so interesting. Hey, eh? because like. The, the comparison gets made. It's like, oh, look at what Hitler did. Don't look at like how we, you know, persecuted a people. Look at like what he accomplished as far as like his political achievements. And like that, that, that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pro Hitler. I'm just gonna say it. I'm not yeah. pro. Hitler. I'm, I'm pro. I'm pro life. I'm pro everything. You know. But like, you know, the the comparisons always gets made to like, oh, but look how he like united Germany. Look how he like tried to unite Europe, even though it was under. Like, it's it's still a crazy thing to to look at, and then to say, he's an like, argument to say that he to make that he did unite Europe. I mean, the United Nations basically came about directly because of Hitler. I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it know, is. Yeah, it's not the it's not the vision he had, but uh, you know, well, it could so. have been it could have been the the writing of the code. 
Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm a believer that you don't look at a person's intentions. You look at the actions or the outcomes of their actions to judge. <laughs> it's like, yeah, whatever you think your intentions were, I just, I think you were a pretty screwed up individual who pretty much ended up getting everything he wanted, which was Europe in flames. I think he was a psycho, yeah. you know. Whatever yeah, he yeah. said he wanted, what he really wanted was everything to burn and he got what he wanted. But Yeah. 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 But he, but like you said, he united the world, united the nations. Interesting, isn't it? We all fell, yeah, we all fell under one banner because of his tyranny. Well, if you look at it from that ancient Judaic perspective, you know, if he was the, if you look at him as the, is the implement of God, well, you know, the United Nations, the European Union, uh, the the euro currency, you know, all these things. And about pretty much as a direct result of his actions. So. Nah, nah, it's too much, James. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know. He's going to get in the whole world of trouble, eh? It's like, now it's like, no. But you have to caveat, like, he's a psychopath, and no, you don't want that. And it's the, the price was too high. But, it's you know. crazy. Uh, and it's like, what do you think, like, the next generation of, like, dictators going to be? Oh, you know, like, what's, what's, like, the new branding? of like a kind of Hitler um, kind of like regime, you It'd know, like easier. I think look at the way they can produce, you can look at Instagram and or, or whatever and how we can project whatever we want into the world. And um, you know, you could be just zero back. Yeah. You, know, you, you get zero resistance. Yeah. You, you, you can tell the world I'm this, you know, I'm a, I'm a turnip. Look at me and the world's looking at your images and well, apparently he's a turnip. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, you know, a very good throwback to your um, Euro- European shipping <laughs> <laughs> experience, straight to the turnip. <laughs> but you see what I mean? Like, it's a it, lot yeah. easier for a, for a psycho dictator nowadays to project. Uh, the, the, the the internet's just flooded with information. We've got so much of it that we can't uh, make any sense of it. We don't know what's real and what's not. So, no. Imagine being like in the mailroom of like Germany when like Hitler was there and having to mail these letters of like propaganda to like all these people. Like imagine all the paper like just having to send, you got to like, Oh, we're going to do that. We're going to do the monthly newsletter. <laughs> we got, we got to send it out girls. Come on, chop, chop. We're going to get this newsletter out. Oh, so easy nowadays. You could just offshore it to a, to a you know, little, uh, Troll farm somewhere in Eastern Europe. <laughs> did you hear? Did yeah. you hear a report? Someone put a report out the other day that nineteen of the top twenty, I believe, Christian sites in the US on social media were run by troll farms from Macedonia. No way. Yes. Yeah. No. I, 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 I have no verification on that, but I heard it. But I don't know if it's true. Uh, reasonably reputable reputable source but um i think actually, i think it was joe rogan i can't say that's reputable but, yeah um, yeah but ah, shout uh, out rogan if you're listening yeah no i mean you know <laughs> hey a lot of his stuff is you just gotta you know gotta double check it because he he's not always sober so yeah yeah that's, <laughs> I, I feel like like joe rogan i like joe rogan i've always liked joe rogan and i've liked i liked him on fear factor first hmm. and then I, I i've always enjoyed his commentary on the ufc that's what really like sold me on the UFC more is like his commentary. Yeah. Commentary. And then like the whole comedian kind of trope, I was never like that into. I'm I'm not. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, Much bigger fan of like Chappelle or um, Bill Burr. Uh, I do like Joe Rogan's comedy. You know, he's he's got got some great, he has got some pretty great bits. Yeah, uh, he does. He's got a good Game of Thrones bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh, Oh, dude, what is it? Uh, uh, no, I can't remember. Sorry, guys, look it up. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. It, I'm not going to sell you on it. And look up his Caitlyn Jenner bit too, which has got to go down as one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh, is that a good one? I'll just try oh, that. Mate. Uh, that look, you might upset the trans community. I, I don't think they like him, but you know, <laughs> you, you've got to be able to laugh yourself. And at least he t- he takes shot at every shots at everybody, not just uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, oh, that's it. Yeah, it's like this whole like Dave Chappelle thing. You know, he got like in a lot of hot water for the closer, like his final special. Yeah. But people are getting upset over the wrong stuff. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're not watching. Notice they're not actually quoting anything from his show. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Because they're not watching it all the way through. No, there's no clips of Dave Chappelle saying anything horrible. It's just people saying that he said something horrible. Yeah. If you watch it all the way through, it's uh, it's actually not. But it's actually a really nice kind of ending. Yeah, he takes shots. He takes shots for sure. Mm. But. The, the other side's taken a lot more. <laughs> We've gone off onto comedy. Comedy. We should. We have to do a comedy yeah. episode one day because we keep this oh, is the I second time, so. the second episode, and both times we've tangent gone off on a tangent into comedy. But, but oh, the, I the think Matrix, how do we get yeah. to how do we get to Joe Rogan and and comedy and from the Matrix? But no, I think it's the Nebuchadnezzar did this. The Nebuchadnezzar. That's right. Okay, <laughs> we went off a big tangent there. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Then we went on to yeah. Trying. Oh God, we didn't justify Hitler, did we? No. Can you put a can you put a trigger warning at the beginning of the episode just in case? Oh, I will. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, okay. yeah. We're not right. gonna get we're not gonna get burned at the stake for this. Good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, well, welcome to the My Mind Podcast. <laughs> welcome to the last episode of My Mind Podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna closing episode. Uh, the My Mind Podcast with Stephen Taylor. Thank you, thank you for joining us on this exponential run that we've done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. I'll bring it back for us. Uh, I had a question for you. Um, yeah. What influence do you think Cyberpunk had on the show, on the movie? On Cyberpunk had on Matrix or yeah. other way? I think, I think, have you played Cyberpunk? No, I mean the genre. Like just, you know, the... Oh, I, I think... Um, cause I used to, cause well, we both used to work at that place. I won't say it, but it had holy in the name, but we both used to work at that place, uh, mm. in Canberra and every once a month they would have, um, like a golf party mm. and it was like, it was weird, man. Eh? like, no, it wasn't weird in the sense that it was just totally strange. It was weird because I'm from the country and you just don't really see that stuff. Yeah. So like, I've never seen so much leather. In one spot, <laughs> leather and dreadlocks. It's like, and the thing, so like at this Gothic party, man, there was like 200 people and they're all wearing leather, like tight leather and everyone, no exceptions. You know, you could be 300 kilos or 30, like you wear in leather. That's like the, the, the mandate of these parties. And they're all listening to like weird, like synthy kind of, kind of like, like Rob zombie stuff, but Mm -hmm. you know, full, full electronica. And then they'd have on the projector, they just have the matrix on repeat. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. I think it had a massive impact, (laughs) especially the leather, the The leather being black and the leather and the trench coats. I think that's the biggest thing that got taken away from the, it, it it just became this preconceived notion that if you're a hacker, you're into computers, you wear leather and you wear black. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I kind of want to be there. Actually, it sounds awesome. It was yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. It was awesome. You know, some people. One of those. Yeah, because I would like. I was not. Because you know, look. I wasn't exactly sober a lot of times <laughs> to say the least. And I'd roll in there and, you know, I had the, you know, I got the Johnny cash hair, man. Eh? It's like slick back, you know, uh, more often than not, I was, you know, at the end of like two or three Red Bulls I had like, you know, like I was looking pretty pale. I almost looked like Vlad the impaler, man. Eh? <laughs> so I'd rock in and be like, Oh, you look like some cool, like Russian, are you like here? And I was like, no, nah, I just, I just work here. I'm just, you know, I just like inside a lot. <laughs> I'm, not outside, I'm not an outside guy. Uh, well, but yeah, yeah, the genre, the genre of cyberpunk, the like the 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 um, the visual, yeah. uh, the way that the, the technology, the vision of the future, where the technology is. Um, in that genre, it, it's kind of like the Matrix. Uh, the, the the Nebuchadnezzar and the Squiddies, especially, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's like a, it's like a, oh, more of a not cyberpunk, but it was kind of, you know, reminded me of a bit of it. It was a, you know, a, a, another side cyber vision of the future. Um, but um, yeah, those yeah. squid robots are scary, man. Yeah, they were awesome. That was amazing. That, was, that is that is crazy that someone thought 
a squid could be that harmful. Mm. <laughs> you I mean, yeah. what do you see squid? Like salt and pepper? <laughs> <laughs> Tender eyes? You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Blue yeah. ring octopus, mate. They're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. bad. Yeah, too shy. Too shy. Instead of giant squid that wrestle, uh, wrestle whales. You know, that's what I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, isn't the kraken a squid? Kraken was a squid, I believe. Yeah, of sorts. I don't know. <laughs> Octopus, it's a squid. Uh, it's a uh, but yeah, I think the subgenre of like cyberpunk. Have you like delved into like the music of like cyberpunk like today? No, not really. I've barely delved I into crazy. cyberpunk. I'm just like watching it. Fascinating, but yeah. Oh, I went down this weird rabbit hole for about three weeks of just listening to weird like cyberpunk related music, and it. it uh, it, it all starts with that chick Grimes, Elon Musk's mm-hmm. wife or ex-wife. I'm not really sure. But if you like, there's a song. Are they still married? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, anyway, shout out Grimes. I like Grimes' shout music. Shout out Elon, mate. Yeah, shout out Elon. I'm sorry. <laughs> the US government doesn't shout out Elon, so we got to do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Grimes from like the early, uh, sorry, like mid uh, mid 2010s, you know, when she kind of first came out and started doing weird music, I was a fan of it always. And then she, she actually has a feature on cyberpunk 2077. She has like a mission in that, in, uh, in that game where she's this weird futuristic person that like the, the, um, cybernetic stuff that she's got in has actually made her more psycho and like damaged her brain. So she can't, she doesn't function properly as a human, which is, you know, I'm not saying that's happening to her now, but no, you know, no, no. we would never say that. I would never say that about like, you know, an artist that I like. And, um, there's, there's another couple of people that have kind of come up and followed that kind of genre. And it just gets really dark and weird. Eh? Like there's this chick, uh, look up in your spare time, man. There's a chick called Jasmine, uh, bean, J A Z M I N bean. And, there's this song called uh, Yandere, Yandere, I think, uh, Y-A-N-D-E-R-E. And she is like full cyberpunk, man, eh? Like, nice. it is, yeah, nah, <laughs> nah, it's scary, man. <laughs> scary's good, scary's good. It, it scares me so much. And she's, I think, oh, I don't think, I think it's a them. Sorry. Sorry, Jasmine B. If you ever listen to the, my mind podcast, um, uh, I'm very sorry, but I think it's a they, I think it's a they and a them situation. Okay. Uh, I, I, I try really hard to get my pronouns working, but, but anyway, so for three weeks, I listened to nothing, I but this week, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I listened to this music and yeah, it was, it just got really dark, James. I, I really didn't like who I was becoming. <laughs> okay. yeah. Well, mate, music has a powerful influence on us, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Especially that weird, like, trance stuff, eh? Like, I just get so lost. <laughs> down. I feel like Alice, man, eh? You know, I just tumble down this rabbit hole of music. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But, you know, it's good. You know, sometimes you don't have to just listen to, like, you know, the greatest hits of the stones or the doors or whatever, even though they're like music is still relevant today, but you know, sometimes mm. you need to see what the world is offering yeah. as far as. Got to have a look at every branch on the tree. There's lots of branches on that tree now. There's a lot. The music yeah. Tree. yeah. What's the, what's the, what's the, um, the Nordic tree of life? What's that called? Yidrasil? Idrisil, I believe. Idrisil. That sounds about right. Yeah. That's what music is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lots tree. of branches. Lots and lots of branches. That's the name of the podcast. Uh, lots of branches. Lots of branches. <laughs> lots oh, of the branches. Matrix has got lots of branches. We should bring it back and bring it home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll bring it home because I've got I've got something to say about um, Mr. Smith's character. Oh, we yes. really touch on it. And uh, yes. Okay. Look, I'd, I'd say his, his character is more iconic than Neo's. Yeah, Mr. yeah, just him saying Mr. Anderson is oh. like, that is crazy. That is yeah. crazily spooky and creepy. Mm. And the, no, go, sorry. Oh, his interview, his initial interview uh, when he, when he interviewed uh, Neo 
and he <laughs> thinks he's being interviewed by the FBI or CIA yeah. or something, you know, and he's like, this is the point where I give you the finger and I asked for my phone call, you know. How <laughs> he handled that interview where he's trying to sound like a normal human. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. And I don't think any other actor could have pulled that off as well as Hugo did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he, he is so disconnected, that whole role. Oh. And... Uh, that just shows you, mm. yeah, yeah, he's fully disconnected that whole role because if you look like when he's, uh, you know, in, in the, not the opposite, but like a more um, like threatening way when he's talking to Morpheus about the codes to Zion and whatever, mm-hmm. he's saying that, you know, in his code, it's built that he can smell and he finds humans disgusting. <laughs> and he, it's, it's the smell. The smell is what really turns off crazy AI. Disgusting his voice. He's conveyed it. it. Like that's kind of the tone of his whole character is disgust. It you know? is. And you can he see barely contained disgust the whole time. <laughs> you know, like yeah. he wants to just get out of this skin that he hates, you know. Yeah. Wants to go back to being a squidly or whatever, the or just a free program. He just wanted to be free of the of the material constraints of this body. Yeah, he wanted, but then, uh, but the 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 and the contempt for everyone else is just so evident in his character. It's like everyone is beneath him, everything and everyone. That's right, and you can see his development. It because he knows he's part of the program, part of the agent program, the guardian system that you know keeps people in the dream state. And you can see by the end of that Morpheus thing, he is like, he is not on board with the team anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just, yeah. He's purely <laughs> driven by hate and disgust. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to be with the other agents, you know? No, no, he's, he's doing the job, but he's not doing it because he wants to do the job. He's doing it just because it's the only way he can get the hell out of there. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting I, to see frustration as, as 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 opposition to him grew. That cool, calm shell just shatters into rage. Oh well, it 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 it, it shatters physically as well by the yeah. end. Yeah, you know? yeah to, that's a cool scene as well. Oh, but yeah. the, I've I've got a real issue with this scene because I'm not a gun nut or a gun guy, but I know that a Desert Eagle has six bullets in the clip. And he shoots Neo. Um, he shoots at Neo ten times Ooh. without reloading, and Have it you really an extended gr- clip for Desert Eagle. No, you, you could, but you would see it. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. would. Yeah, well, I put it to you that in the Matrix he can do that. No, 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 no. In the Matrix, he can. He no. can have a. 10 clip desert eagle he can manipulate the gun okay okay there is no spoon my friend there is no spoon there is no spoon (laughs) (laughs) and i think the the final thing to kind of wrap up from the matrix is that the the ever-growing theme of what the oracle says is you know like it's like a mandate you know it happens whether it happens in five years or it happens in 10 years or however the matrix works, you know, like it does end eventually happen. And I think the, the relationship between, we didn't really touch on it, but the a quick wrap up would be the, the relationship of Trinity and Neo is that they're destined to be together forever. They're destined to fall in love. Mm, yeah. And I think what really makes Neo the one is the power of love. And it kind of goes back to like the Oracle hinting, like when she's speaking to him, it's like, you don't know you're the one, you just feel it. It's like being in love. Mm-hmm. And then when Trinity says to him, is like, the Oracle said to me that I'll fall, I'll fall in love with the one. And that's how we'll know, you know, it, it kind of brings back mm-hmm. what the Oracle says at the, at the start mm. and love conquers all. I think that's the, that's the thing that really saves. And it's such a like, it's such like an eighties <laughs> like, um, like weird, no, not weird, but it's like the eighties kind of love stories, you know, like nobody puts baby in a corner. Love conquers. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, 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 and it's also the, the thread that's going to carry it over to the new movie that's coming out. It is. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, have you seen connection. the trailer? I have seen the trailer, yes. Yeah, it looks pretty interesting. Yeah. So that's... I'm interested. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting that... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they've done it, what they've done. I want to know, I want to know, like, did did he, like, go back after, like, Revelations? Did he go back and take the blue pill? You know, did he just, like, create his own... Mm version of the matrix because he can mm. manipulate the code mm. is he the machine at the end mm. i don't know interesting yeah and actually <laughs> what got me and it still gets me to this day and i know like manipulation of the matrix neo's the one but at the end where he's talking he's doing the morpheus bit where he's saying you know like um i'm gonna wake you up basically, mm-hmm. which is, you know, can be said about what's happening in the, in society is people need to be woken up or need to be put back asleep. However you, which, like you said, whichever side of the fence you're sitting on, <laughs> but he, he just, it zooms out and then he just flies into the sky. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Every time I see that, I always think this movie was so on the track and then he flew in the sky, and now I don't know what to think. Yeah, yeah, it did. It, it escalated it to a new level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it tied it back to the scene when he had just learned kung fu and fought Morpheus, and he's explaining how you know in the Matrix, some rules there are rules like gravity, and you know, and some rules can be bent and some can be broken, and you can now break all the rules, even gravity. You know, yeah, he's, yeah. He's hit the next you know level. What? Chef, you've brought it back. <laughs> <laughs> it's it ties up the whole movie is just like a nice little bow, you know. It all ties up neatly at the end, and it, it's it's shocking when he does that. It's a real like a a sudden like whoa, okay, that's a bit much to ask. But in reality, I was like that two days ago when I watched it. I didn't even think about like the whole Morpheus saying that you know rules are there to be broken i didn't even think of that eh? i was just mm. like why well, is he was flying the final rule well he was he was progressively getting more powerful and breaking more of reality's rules and oh that's true because he says you'll get so fast you won't even need to need dodge, to bullets. dodge bullets exactly yeah, he, he does he does that. yeah he stops the bullets you know so yeah. that's that's breaking what's that breaking this one of one of the i think that's one of newton's laws isn't it an object in motion an equal and opposite, you know, force. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're yeah. literally breaking the laws of physics at that point. So why not gravity? You know, <laughs> it's, it's the last one. Might, might as well break it. Just you know, on a high note. But it's quite it is. shocking, isn't it? Right. It's, yeah, it's a, still shocked. Yeah. Still get shocked when I, because like we said, you know, '99 it came out, so a long time ago. Mm. I remember when the movie debuted i remember when my cousin i was at my cousin's and he brought around and it was like a dvd release it came out on vhs but it was like the it was the big dvd release this was the release mm. that brought me into like the not the future but like in like mass popular i think eh? you know what i mean like i think that was like i, I yeah. can remember like the matrix being like the signature film. It was like that and Swordfish with Hugh Jackman. Those two films were like the premier premier films that were mm. coming out on DVD. That was like mm. the, the flagship. Maybe not Swordfish, but definitely like Matrix. Oh, Matrix was in a different class than Swordfish. Swordfish was yeah. a good movie. I enjoyed that, but it was yeah. not in the same ballpark as the No, Matrix. no, it was, was a different kind of, it was a different kind of vibe. The Matrix changed everything. It changed film films. Certainly, um, and it did influence it, culture forever. Yeah, it changed. For it changed the way you see CGI. Definitely, oh, eh? yeah. And look, it changed the way people flew in movies. I mean, you remember the old Superman movies where yep. it was, you know, his hands out in front of him yep. or you know whatever. And you know, this is just Neo. He just stands and just takes off. He's on his <laughs> side. He's not. He's not trying to stabilize himself. He's just. He can do anything he wants. You know. It's like, yeah. Okay. And it made it look cool. I was like, okay. <laughs> but he's only got the power in the Matrix. Mm. Or remains the same. Oh yeah, by the third one. Anyway, well, there's yeah. Really- well, there's a question there is: yeah, are they still in the Matrix? Were they still in yeah. the Matrix? Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, James, far out. <laughs> uh, oh, well, like on that, Babushka doll, or whatever it's called, you know, like, well, <laughs> yeah, doll, but you know, yeah, yeah, the, the Matrix in the Matrix in the Matrix. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, what are they? What are they a simulation. 
in the yeah, simulation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The simulating like, simulation. What's the movie with uh, Leonardo where they go Inception? Inception. It's an inception yeah, yeah. of the Matrix Inception. Because <laughs> they plant the dream, they plant the idea because it has to manifest by itself. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you can't be told what to do because it goes mm. against your human personality. What if all the movie? You know, remember all of it, like you know, when they get out of the Matrix and they think they're in the real world and they're at Zion, what if they're still in the Matrix? <laughs> I mean, it's got levels like the Inception, you know. They've got to get out, level, 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 level. Yeah. Levels, so that's it, you know. It, how come Neo dies in the third one? I mean, you know, allegedly in real life, you know, he goes to physically in his physical body, gets blinded, goes to... I know we're jumping ahead, that's probably <laughs> another podcast. No, 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 no. But, but did he? Or was he actually still in the Matrix? The Matrix still had him, and this new movie is like a, a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the third one, the latest one, where they actually haven't done the job yet. Now you still haven't done your job yet. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm thinking like it's like he dies, and I, I'm thinking like subconsciously he fucking like creates his Matrix. Eh? Mm, I think he creates maybe. his like, idyllic world through like. Maybe getting therapy and realizing that he's like messed up. He messed up by not facing the music. I think that's the name of the Bill and Ted movie. Actually. I think it's called face, face the music. music. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's still not done his job. Just like Bill and Ted. Come on, Keanu. Come <laughs> on. Know, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, how are they going to play it? How are they going to go from dead to in the matrix again? It's a good question. Cause he's clearly alive oh, and he's yeah. got, yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah. implying that they met in the Matrix. There's an yeah, implication they, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's mm. yeah. That's another. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll just might yeah, we'll speculate we'll, on that. That's gonna, yeah, yeah, that's right. We'll wait. Yeah. I'll 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 do a quick. I'll do I'll do the pluggy bit. You know, this is the this is the part. You've heard the music now. We're at the closing credits of the My Mind podcast, and I've been joined by uh, a dear close friend of mine, James Kurgan, and we've we've been unboxing the Matrix. And if you want to hear more about these kind of frollies with uh, socialism and the the kind of balancing of Hitler's idealism, then you guys can you can you can follow the journey on instagram which is the under under the under the name of my mind podcast with no bows that's m-y-m-n-d-p-d-c-s-t or you can go to facebook and go to the my mind with Stephen taylor facebook page or group uh either either up to you really and you can also follow me on Twitter. I'm in a I'm in a bit of a war with the Marvel Avengers game, trying to free Spider-Man. I'm trying to hashtag free Spider-Man. Um, I will eventually get it on Xbox. We will probably not. I don't have that much sway in the Twitter community, but we will see. But you can follow that. It's it's under the same Twitter, which is uh, my mind podcast M Y M N D P D C S T. If you have any questions or you would like a T-shirt, I know there's some people that might want T-shirts. You can send an email to mymindpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, that's it. Oh, actually, go to iTunes and leave a five star review if you enjoyed today's episode. And that's it. That's it. Done. Well done, Anything? mate. Yeah, far out. Yeah, I've got something. Uh, I'm talking to Josh. 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 Come on, mate. Josh Barlow. Josh Barlow. What's he done? Where's the artwork? How's it going, mate? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I didn't ask him. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. He listens. He listens. He must know by now. <laughs> I'm going to ask him. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it this week. I'll do it this week. I'll do it this week. The public are demanding it. They need They need it. We need more shirts. I want to I wanna tell you what shirt. I'll tell you what shirt. That's what I want. Uh, we like some, some hillbilly hoarder. Anyway. I want your head on my shirt at Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I'll send you one. <laughs> You're I'll send you a shirt. Fucking A. I'll wear it at Christmas. <laughs> I'll wear it at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>